the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. I read this story earlier today, and uh, my response after reading and thinking about it was completely different than my initial response. Here's a headline. Joyce Carol Oates. I've never heard of Joyce Carol Oates. Evidently, she is a fairly prolific author. Uh, She is a very successful author. And certainly just because I've never heard of her doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean a thing, all right? After all, I'm an old fuddy-duddy. But anyway, headline, Joyce Carol Oates calls the Bible a work of fiction, fertile ground for hypocrisy. As soon as I saw that headline, I thought, well, that's disgusting. That's terrible. That's awful. And then I began reading the article, and my attitude changed. Not towards her. She is deceived terribly. All right, here's the story. A notable author is facing criticism and allegations of bigotry for describing the Bible as a work of fiction and fertile ground for hypocrisy. In a post on X... Author Joyce Carol Oates responded to podcast co-host Sam Anderbell's, I have no idea who Sam Adlerbell is, uh, to podcast co-host Sam Alderbell's suggestion that she needs to read the Bible. She declared, quote, the Bible as you call it is a work of fiction, or rather an anthology of fictions. She wasn't finished. It is not the Bible for much of the world's population. And those who claim it as their own, listen to this, select those verses that appeal to them while ignoring other verses. She concluded by characterizing the Bible as fertile ground for hypocrisy. Now, isn't that interesting? She has come to, she's not a believer, obviously. She is not a follower of Christ. And she has come to the conclusion that the Bible is not true, the Bible is not the Word of God, because many people who say they believe the Bible, um, her words, it is not the Bible for much of the world's population, and those who claim it as their own, listen, Select 
those verses that appeal to them while ignoring other verses. Well, that's true. That's exactly what the liberal left does theologically. They don't accept the whole Bible, all the Bible. They read through the Bible, and the parts that they like and they agree with, they admire, they adapt, they choose to follow. But the parts that make them uncomfortable, the parts that they don't like, the parts that they disagree with, well, they just throw that away. Well, if an unbeliever looks at people who call themselves Christians and people who say that they believe the Bible, pick and choose, they like this verse, they don't like this verse, they obey this verse, they disobey that verse, why wouldn't you come to the conclusion that it's filled with fantasy and fertile ground for hypocrisy? So, I certainly don't agree. But I can understand where she's coming from. It doesn't justify her doubts and criticism of the Bible, but it certainly explains a lot of it. She has not come face to face with the actual truth of Scripture. So that tells me she has probably not read the Bible with an open mind, open heart. Hey, God, if you're real, I got your book here. If you're real and this is your book, speak to me. I don't think she's done that. But she has also denied the miraculous nature of the Bible. If you're a long-time listener, you've heard me tell the story of Dr. Thiessen. I grew up in Southern California, went to high school in Compton, California, and we had an English literature teacher by the name of Dr. Thiessen. She got her earned doctorate from either Cambridge or Oxford. I believe it was Oxford, but I'm not sure. I don't remember. But I remember thinking, what in the world? is someone with an earned doctorate from one of the most elite universities in the entire world doing in my high school in Compton, California. But she loved to teach. She loved the students. Well, I had her for an English literature class. And one of the first things she told us at the very beginning of the school year, she told us she was an atheist and made no bones about it. Now, she didn't push atheism down our throats, but she wanted us to know where she was coming from. She was an atheist. Well, as we began to study English literature, of course, we studied Chaucer, we studied Shakespeare, we studied all the great works of English literature. And then we got to the Bible, and we began studying the Bible, taught by an atheist. Well, as we began to study the Bible, one of the kids in the class thought that he would make some points with uh, the atheist teacher. So he stops her, and he says, Dr. Thiessen, 
uh, I really respect you and honor you as a, a teacher and so forth, but I really don't understand why we are spending time in class studying a book that is nothing but fables and fiction and legends. Why are we wasting our time on a book like that? Well, the whole class was kind of breathless to see how she was going to respond. And she thought for just a moment, and then she looked straight into this young man's eyes. And she said, young man, you are a blank. She called him a name that I'm not comfortable in using. Not a horrible obscenity, but anyway. She says, young man, you are a blank. I am an atheist, which means I do not believe that the Bible was written by God, okay? But I am smart enough and open-minded enough to understand that the Bible is the greatest piece of literature in Western history. In fact, it may be the greatest piece of history in all, or greatest piece of literature in all of history. And because of that, we will study the Bible, not as supernaturally inspired, but as the centerpiece of English literature. I never forgot that. And I was in high school at the time, a believer raised in a Christian home. But my respect and honor for God's Word was greatly deepened because of an atheist teacher. I wish that Joyce Carol Oates, whoever she is, would begin reading the Bible with an open mind and open heart. I believe God would change her mind. But... She has looked at the gross hypocrisy of the liberal church who say they believe the Bible, but they really don't. That's why it is so imperative that we do believe and understand that the Bible is inspired, infallible, and inerrant Word of God. We'll be back. wants to come to your church. Find out how to host a CrossPower weekend at crosspower.net. So, I just shared a story how an atheist high school teacher gave me greater respect for the Bible because of her deep, deep respect for the Bible, not as the Word of God, but as literature. She was open, she was honest, she was objective, she was well-educated, and she said, you do not have a rounded education unless you have studied 
the Bible in the English language. But then we have this. Teachers have great impact. And by the way, that teacher never pushed her atheism on us. She never pushed it down our throat. She rarely mentioned it at the beginning of the school year. She wanted us to know who she was and so forth. But she never, ever, ever pushed it or tried to convert us. That is completely unlike Ian Golosh. Ian Golosh is a teacher in a Seattle high school. And uh, he has taken upon himself to teach in-depth lessons on sexual orientation. He gives them quizzes. He gives them tests. He has what he calls a social identity wheel that he hands out to his students. And he teaches them that they can identify racially, ethnically, from a gender standpoint, socioeconomic status, uh, physical, emotional, uh, sexual orientation, and a whole bunch. He calls it the social identity wheel. And he tells the students that how you identify yourself is completely up to you. Nature has nothing to do with it. It's just how you feel and how you want to identify, and you are free to identify any way you want. Well, he has come under considerable criticism from some of the parents of the students that are in his classroom. One of the students, um, I don't think I uh, have the name, and that's not important anyway. One of the students in this man's class, uh, for a social identity, identified himself as straight. Now, from what I'm reading, straight was not one of the choices. You could be homosexual, you could be trans, you could identify yourself as black, white, Hispanic, whatever. But of all the social identities... Straight was not one of the choices. But this young man, 15 years old, wrote in, I'm straight. Well, in front of the whole class, the uh, teacher said, uh, you need to pick a less offensive term. The mother wrote the principal of the school, and in part, she said, when filling out a social identity wheel, her son was told that if he identifies as straight, he needed to pick a term that was less offensive. The mother wrote, it is completely inappropriate to dictate what terms a student can and cannot use to identify themselves with. Well, the uh, principal got involved. The teacher is denying that he ever told this young man that straight was an offensive term. However, the teacher, quote, the teacher did admit telling the entire class why he personally prefers not to use the term straight. 
The teacher in his defense said, because I think language has power and that it shapes the culture that we live in. I did say to the class in response to a student, I do not use the term straight because it implies that to not be straight is to be crooked, which could have a negative connotation. Yeah. Um, The mother went on to claim that the teacher singled out her son during a discussion on Florida banning ethnic studies. I'm told that rather than converse about the topic and provide him with information and an actual answer, he was told that he was, this 15-year-old boy, singled out in the class, was told he was a product of the patriarchy that teaches young boys just not to care. Well, the mother wasn't happy about that either. She said to the teacher, you missed an opportunity here to teach your student about current events and instead shamed him for being a male. To assume that he's being raised in a patriarchal household is a very mistaken one. Teachers have enormous influence. I continue to say this. If your children are in the public schools, know what your kids are being taught. Make sure you know what your kids are being taught. If anything good came out of that whole COVID thing, Parents, for the first time, began learning what was going on in their child's classroom. And in thousands of cases, the parents were not happy, and they shouldn't be. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Stay warm, but please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.